You're in deep focus. It's August 19th, 2019, a summer day. Ben Tyree, oh, fantastic musician in the studio with me. And our topic is Frank Zappa. This is part two of three parts. You might want to start over in part one. Either way, here we go. All right, it's deep focus. Cosmic debris.
troubles of my own, I said. And you can't help me out, so take your meditations and your preparations and ram it up your snout. Now I've got a crystal ball, he said, and he held it to the light. So I snatched it all away from him, and I showed him how to do it right. I wrapped the newspaper around my head so I looked like I was deep. I said some mumbo jumbo then. I told him he was going to sleep. I wrapped his rings and pocket watch and everything else I found. I had that sucker hypnotized. He couldn't even make a sound. I proceeded to tell him his future then. As long as he was hanging around, I said. Of me had just gone up, and your old lady has just went down. Look here, who you jiving with that cosmic? Is that a real poncho or is that a serious poncho? Don't you know you can make more money as a butcher? So don't you waste your time. Thank you. All right, turn George's microphone on, please. Otherwise, you're going to miss the most intimate part of this. Ladies and gentlemen, put it, it in is the with... Too. Yeah, put it in the monitor, too. I mean, get George ready for action. This is George Duke's moment. Can you hear yourself, George? No. Can't hear himself yet. I can hear him in my monitor. He can't hear himself in his monitor. Keep whistling, George. It'll come out one of these days. <laughs> Anytime you can hear yourself, just let me know, George. Hello. 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 A little bit more, Brian. Give him a little bit more. I'm telling you, this is going to be really something. If George Duke ever gets into the monitor system, it's all over, folks. Hey, he's ready, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure you're aware that recently there have been a rash, if not an epidemic, of flying saucer sightings. I'm sure that each of you, each in his own words, each in his own way, has had some sort of mystical theory about the origin uh, or the, perhaps the potential existence of life on other worlds, any place outside of Austin, Texas. Well, let me tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, it is possible, it is possible for life forms to exist outside of Texas. And that's what this song is about. Incredible as it may seem, 40,000 years ago, there has been evidence uncovered to indicate that the Peruvian Air Force knew something we didn't know. And that's why they carved those notches on the top of the plains of Nazca. Right up there on top of the Andes, ladies and gentlemen, those funny little notches on the top of the mountain that are known to the world as the Inca Roads. And here's George Duke to tell you all about it. Hey. Come from somewhere out there Just to land in the Andes Was it round? And did it have a motor? Or was it something different? 
Did a vehicle Did a vehicle Did a vehicle Fly along the mountains And find a place to park itself Or did someone build a place To leave a space for such a Oh, 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 oh,
Thank you. Yeah. All right, folks. Thank you, thank you. All right, now we have something for you. No, we have something newer than Dynamo Hum. We have a collection of three items for you. Pygmy Twilight, The Idiot Bastard Son, and another song. This is a, this is a song about cheap monster movies. It's called Cheapness. And I, the words go by pretty fast. I hope you can make them out. It's the third song in the medley. I hope you'll be listening for it. It's got some great lines in there about the giant spider and all that stuff. So here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, as soon as Ruth is ready, it's Pygmy Twilight all the way. Are you ready, Ruth?
see in Congress today. The mothers of hookers somewhere in L.A. The idiot bastard son abandoned to perish in back of a car. Kenny will stash him away in the jar. The idiot boy. Shelter at once! Come on! Come on! Come on! 
song is Big Swifty. Frank, I don't mean to uh, cut you off from Big Swifty. We're going we're gonna to hear Big Swifty. I promise we'll hear Big Swifty. If you're just tuning in going, wait a minute, is that what I think it is? Yes. The show's called Deep Focus. I'm Mitch Goldman. You're listening to WKCR, and we are deep in it. My guest is Ben Tyree. Hello. Hello. And... Ben is, I was saying, I've been doing this show for thousands and thousands of years, and this is the first time I'm playing Frank Zappa on the radio, which is amazing. It's a travesty. I, it <laughs> well, not anymore. It was yeah. up until about two hours ago. Now it's yeah. all is right in the world. You've yes. restored order to the universe. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the reward I feel I'm getting is how rich this music is, how oh, yeah. ambitious and uh, thoroughgoing. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's, uh, the year is 1973. We are in Austin, Texas at the Armadillo World Headquarters. That's the name of the venue. And the band that would soon no longer be known as the Mothers of Invention included Napoleon Murphy Brock, tenor saxophone and vocals, and that was him on that uh, little bit of cheapness there. Tom Fowler on the bass. George Duke also got a feature on the vocals, also playing keyboards. Ruth Underwood with all that great percussion. Bruce Fowler, trombone. Ralph Humphrey and Chester Thompson both playing the drums. And uh, we're hearing a, a little different flavor here than we did if anybody who's been listening since the early part of the show. We had that 1969 live show. Yeah. We're in, an, we're in another world. Yeah, yeah. It's like... A light years different, isn't it? Yeah, and like I said earlier, it's like he was really looking for more of this sort of R&B, at least rhythm section sound, and having musicians that could kind of really open up, had a wider vocabulary. So George Duke, you heard that, I don't know if it was a Fender Rhodes or a Wurlitzer, but you heard that keyboard solo earlier in, uh, what was that, uh, that track? Anyway, yeah, phenomenal, amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, uh, yeah. There's a whole other level, and it seems like the um, way in which they're communicating with one another is a thousand times faster. Yeah, and you can tell. You know, Zappa. Zappa was a consummate leader. I mean, he was a he knew how to lead a band. He knew how to really get get the best set of musicians. But it seems like there's a camaraderie in in some of these earlier '70s, mid '70s uh, units that I, I wouldn't say he didn't have it with the earlier Mothers of Invention. But it's just you can tell he was very stimulated and thus able to stimulate, you know, this lineup in, in a way that. Uh, you know, just really opened him, opened him up, opened up his creativity. And his guitar playing has reached a level of sophistication that his just his sound. Maybe you could talk about that yeah. a little bit. Well, you know, I think I think in the earlier bands he was very fo- not that he wasn't focused on his guitar playing, but he was very much focused conceptually and orchestrally on like you know doing arrangements and 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 doing these very ambitious uh, orchestral pieces, right? Um, I think the first of which recorded and released was Lumpy Gravy, which might have been his second or third release, right? Um, So from what I've heard that at this point, he really just wanted to just play. He just kind of wanted to play. Not that he wasn't focused on the orchestral aspect and the big ambitious composition projects, but he really just wanted to stretch out and play, I think, at this point. And, you know, well into the 80s as well. Um, Although he kind of got to the point where he would have hit what he called his stunt guitarist. Oh, Steve Vai, yeah. Yeah. And, or... and, and now there's, yeah, but sure. Yeah, but, you know, even that stimulated him to kind of, because Zappa needed stimulation, as we all do, you know. Um, all artists need need that, and we need to feel like, the people are uh, the people that are around us that we're working with can sort of you know meet us at that level and then stimulate us and then we stimulate them and it just kind of you know happens like that very organically but um yeah his his guitar playing in this period is is phenomenal i mean he just gets that really dirtier grittier bluesier sound and it just really starts getting into the Zappa shred shred phase of his playing, you know, in the beginning of that. Because um, you didn't really hear too much of that before, say, Hot Rats. But then he even got even more so into the 80s. Gear was going through a kind of maturation at this time, too, wasn't it? There was... Yeah, you know, I don't know a whole lot about the specifics of the gear he was using. I can really only sort of guess based on what I'm hearing. But, you know, definitely the, the Crybaby wah pedal oh, yeah. is, is, has become a staple. Um, you know, you didn't really hear that on Freak Out, uh, I don't think at all. Maybe a little, not really, no. But um, Hot Rats for sure, Hot Rats on. And... Um, you know, and some kind of overdrive. You know, it sounds like he was experimenting with different overdrives at this period. So and he, yeah. I think he used to kind of doctor and customize his uh, stuff, too. As far as? His instruments, his amps and stuff, I think. I, I don't know too much about it. Well, sure I know that. that if know. you want to really get into it, I know uh, that his his string gauges were all from different 
sets, right? Oh, really? Uh, I think I read that. Like, like his E string would be like, you know, like you know, most guitar players they have like a set that they buy, where right. it's you, like you, you know, ten to forty six gauge or whatever. He didn't do that. He'd say, "Well, I like the G string to be D Dario uh, fourteen or whatever," and then the E string, you know, and so. From what I understand, every string was from like a different set and it was a different – it wasn't like, uh, you know – you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, – Yeah, and ordinarily most guitar players would walk into the right. store and say, oh, I like those Dudario or whatever brand they're playing and right. get a set of 10s or 12s or whatever and the thicker ones for the heavier strings for the lower right. notes and you put them on and off you go. So it's it, it I feel like a lot of his sound comes from that. You know, it's yeah. a way in which he was kind of meticulous but also experimental. Yeah. You know, cuz I wouldn't do that. I mean, I don't know anyone that does that. Um but he did that. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard that. For what it's worth. That's it's worth something. He's playing his his uh his thumbs off, isn't he? Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, shall we go back to Austin? Yeah. So yeah. What's next? Yeah. Uh, Big Swifty. I don't know that one. I don't either. I think that's from Waka Jawaka or something. Oh. I'm not so sure. See, my Zappa. We're going to learn tonight. We're going to learn. We're on, we're, on a, we're on a merry adventure. All right. We're WKCR. I'm Mitch Goldman, and I've got Ben Tyree here in the studio with me, and... The subject of deep focus is Frank Zappa on WKCR. Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, now we have, ladies and gentlemen, besides that feedback, we have the world premiere of a song that is destined for obscurity faster than anything else. This, is, this song is dedicated to a man we all know and love. I'll give you a hint. This man is the missing link between Billy Graham and B.B. Rebozo. Have you figured out who it is yet? Very well then. The name of this song is The San Clemente Magnetic Deviation. Subtitled, Dickie's Such an Asshole. Ready? You know 
just the same Cheating on you, cheating, lying to you, lying to 
today, day tomorrow, is it raining outside, is it humid in here, it might be, it's not gonna change a damn thing, all you gotta do is put your ass on the counter, let me tell you something, all them rich folks got all the money, Switzerland and everywhere, they're strictly from commercial, and if you find out, they don't care, WKCR FM New York, WKCR HD1, WKCR.org, 89.9 FM. Told you a lie. Then they said it was the truth. All right, we're going <laughs> to. Don't need to. Don't need to make a big line under it. (laughs) Our apologies to anybody who might have taken offense at the language, but that was actually a very articulate expression about uh, politics of the day. Yeah. Reference to a president who was thought to be less than virtuous. Yeah. Imagine living in such a time. Mm. Where are the songs? There's one for you. Uh, Frank Zappa. And this is a recording from 1973. As you heard, Austin, Texas, Armadillo World Headquarters, October of 73, the last tour of what was then known as the Mothers of Invention. Napoleon Murphy Brock, tenor saxophone and vocals, Tom Fowler on the bass, George Duke, keyboards and vocals, Ruth Underwood, percussion, Bruce Fowler, trombone, Ralph Humphrey, and Chester Thompson playing the drums. This music... Brought to our attention tonight by my guest, Ben Tyree. Hello, hello. And I'm Mitch Goldman. And um, yeah, they're, uh, this just sounds like a real band that they're just breathing together, aren't they? They're just. Oh, yeah. All 12 cylinders, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pumping. Yep. What. It's an interesting balance between... So that first set we played, all instrumental pretty much, and with some notable exceptions, this you've got the uh, character voice of Napoleon Murphy Brock, very prominent, George Duke getting a big feature on vocals, mm-hmm. not a lot of vocals from Frank Zappa. You listen to the records. Yeah, a little bit. Cosmic Debris. Yes. Yeah. 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 Opener. That's right. true. Yeah. More of a spoken word... Yeah, it is that kind classic of. nerdy Zappa voice <laughs> that we all love. That I think of it as the announcer voice. Right. He's like this uh, dispassionate '50s radio announcer guy. Kind of does that, <laughs> <laughs> but not really. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and that 
ripping guitar solo. Oh yeah, a couple of them. Yeah, there a couple of them there. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Really fully matured Zappa as a guitarist at that at this point. Really exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about what are we hearing in the writing? I'm not a musician or a composer. Um, you know, it's interesting because there's a lot of definitely through composed stuff here. Maybe um, tell folks what that means if they don't. You know, know. Uh, music that is just note for note composed. You know, no vamps. You know, vamp being like a one, two, three, four chord cycle that is just repeated, and maybe a soloist improvises over that, which we we always hear with a Zappa guitar solo. So there'll be like this composed bit that will go through all these, you know, turns and and uh, crazy transitions and themes and such. And, um, you know, then then I think he has these ideas that he'll just interject and conduct. I don't know how much of that he was doing at this point. I think he got into that kind of I mean, I think he was into that throughout. But um you know, where um, he'll have like a little theme from one thing and he'll have a hand signal for it and he'll just throw it out there in the middle of something and the band will play this like maybe one bar and then go back to what they were doing, you know, that kind of thing. Um, It sounds like there's a bit of that like kind of turn on a dime type conduction things happening. And then... um, And he would actually have a baton, which... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Especially later years. As sure. I yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then, you know, it's you can always tell when it's coming up on a Zappa solo because it'll if, if it's not a blues form, it'll be like uh, some kind of one, two chord modal vamp. And you just know that's that's his time, his time to really stretch out, you know. So, yeah. A lot going on. Yeah, a lot going on. And uh, the song selection, any uh, for a knowing, dedicated fan of the music of Frank Zappa. He's well, not the kind of artist who would just, we're going to play all the hits from the new record. Right. Well, this, this does, this set definitely sounds like it's of that apostrophe overnight sensation era. I mean, none, not a lot of the older. I mean, I think later on we're going to get into Mr. Green Jeans and King Kong, Junkers Revenge. Those are... You know, a couple years older than than this, but uh, well, not a whole lot of the older Mothers of Invention. Idiot stuff. bastard son. Wasn't yeah, that? true. Right, um, and cheapness is from this era, but yeah, not not really that much. Yeah, big, um, big Swifty, Pygmy, Twilight, Inca Roads. That's all I think of that era. Yeah, shall we? Yes. Yes. All right. So you're listening to WKCR. I'm Mitch Goldman. And Ben Tyree is here for Deep Focus. And the focus is on the music of Frank Zappa. And right now we're listening to this set from October of 1973 in Austin, Texas. Where were we, Frank? WKCR. All right. The name of of this song song is Farther... Oblivion. Oblivion. 
gentlemen, Bruce Fowler on a real jazz trombone solo. Let's hear it for him right now. Ah, but that's not all, ladies and gentlemen. We've had some requests for the Mud Shark, but let me tell you, you have to listen carefully to this. The Mud Shark is passe because Bruce, Bruce Fowler, ladies and gentlemen, has studied modern dance, and he has devised the armadillo answer to the Mud Shark. This is a real jazz ballet dance that Bruce Fowler has made up himself. Watch him now, hey. This is me. Even though you think it doesn't sound like that. Wait a minute, is that what do you mean, Bebop? Who are doing the mud shot? Oh, yeah! As I was saying. Whip, boodoo, boodoo. Whip, boodoo, boodoo. He's been weird like this ever since the guacamole queen. Okay, let's do it one more time for the bandage. Here we go. Here she is, ladies and gentlemen, Ruth Under Ruth K for Kamenoff, Underwood, and her dynamic marimba solo, the moment you've all been waiting for. Here it is. Hey, take it away, Ruth. Yeah. Thompson. 
you very much for coming to the concert this evening. Hope you like it. Bruce Fowler on trombone, Napoleon Murphy Brock on tenor sax and vocals, Ruth K. Underwood on percussion, Ralph Humphrey on drums, Jester Thompson on drums, Tom Fowler on bass, George Duke on keyboards. Good night. Deep Focus, this was August 19th, 2019, and Ben Tyree, T-Y-R-E-E, Ben Tyree, in the studio with me, talking about Frank Zappa, and, uh, you know, you can get all the latest information about Deep Focus by following us on Instagram, if you're on Instagram, we are Deep Focus Podcast, and uh, yeah, you can get in touch with us, find the community of like-minded people who are digging this music and find photos of these artists and all kinds of stuff. I just found out also, I don't know, <laughs> I'm not super smart about this stuff, uh, but it's uh, these programs are all going up on YouTube, which I was not aware of. So you can find us there. It's, uh, it's out there. All right. Uh, there's a few of us. There's a small handful of us. You, me, Ben, <laughs> who love this show. I can't speak for you loving the show, but you appreciate the show. And um, we are a small coterie, so I'm honored to have you along for the ride. Check out part three, or part one if you didn't hear it, of this Deep Focus 2019, August 19th. Ben Tyree on topic of Frank Zappa. Yeah, okay, see you over there.